the latest on the world game. This is 442 Insider, brought to you by the Hyundai A-League. Be part of the action this season. Welcome to this week's 442 Insider Podcast. Just the uh, hardcore crew this week. I'm publisher Andy Jackson. Joining me is editor Aidan Norman. Good morning. And online editor Kevin Ayres. Well hard. <laughs> well hard. Kevin Ayres, who's been up since 6.30. This is almost a record. Nobody in the world <laughs> ever gets up that early. It's been a bit of Twitter banter, I know, that between you two just before we went on, on air. It's unique. I'm the only person ever to have done this. <laughs> I was in the gym Oh, get over yourself. And I live at 45 minutes. Get away. away. There we go. All right, let's get into it. A-League, round 20 review. Um, Thursday night game, rare Thursday night game, and uh, Phoenix will have been wishing that they had an extra 24 hours and played it on a Friday because they got tonked 5-0. Um, interestingly, there was no goals for the first 29 minutes, and then they came uh, a bit like London buses, and they came every... Uh, Every few minutes after that, Bernie Abini helped himself to a brace. John Hutchinson got on the score sheet. Rare goal from him. No surprise, Daniel McBreen and then uh, Mitchell Duke with a mm. winner capped it off. Pulled out the office for Phoenix. Ricky Herbert said it was uh, it was embarrassing. It was. Yeah. I mean, you know, you looked at the defending for that. They were, that was some of the worst defending I've ever seen. Nobody knew what they were doing. Nobody was... F- picking up anybody running into the box, around the box. They were okay for the first half hour, and then it just completely fell apart for them. Uh, you know, the Phoenix were never easy beats. You know, they were often beaten when they were on the road, but they were never easily beaten. Uh, and this has been a complete turnaround. I mean, that's two matches in New South Wales been tonked up for 12 goals. Mm. Yeah. And we talk, you know, for all the talk about the, you know, the, the dictate from above that we need to, you know, Defending well doesn't change. No, you know that's that's not. Yeah. Oh no. well, we we've been asked to do something different. No, you're not. Not not when it comes to not shipping five and seven goals. Yeah, an attitude as well. I mean, it, as Ricky Herbert's told me many times, it, you can play all the different formations you want, but if you don't have the right attitude as well, you're not going to get anywhere. I think we tipped actually. We thought well, I tipped that I thought Phoenix might get something out of this. I got it completely wrong last week. You and Matt both back to Phoenix victory. I just thought Thursday yeah. night, you know, they offer a victory in Auckland. But, uh, but I mean, all of this sort of adds up, you know. And you, Kev, you you talked about the, a bit of a what's a conspiracy theory, but a theory of yours that you know this was this dictate from above was almost trying to force a situation with Ricky mm. Herbert. Yeah. Um, you know, something's not right there. No, uh, but I, I still think that Ricky's definitely next to go, uh, without a doubt. You know, whether it's a contrived move by management to, to force him out, whether it's uh, a contrived move by Ricky Herbert to allow these results to happen to try and force his way of I don't think uh, philosophy. I, I doubt that very much as well. Um, but either way, I think Ricky has to be the next boss to, to, to find new pastures. Uh, he's, he's been in Phoenix since the, the instigation of the, the club. So he's had a good run. I think things have gone badly awry, whether it's between him and management or him and the, the, the players uh, or his tactics or philosophy. It's not working at all anymore at Phoenix, and uh, time's up. I mean, we, we talked about potentially some of the complacency at Brisbane in that there were a lot of players, probably seven or eight, that 
a guaranteed a game that there's no pressure. I mean, could you potentially say the same about Phoenix? Yeah. Particularly in the defensive side of things, you know, it, yeah. who who's pressurising those defenders for their place every week? Yeah, mm. I think that's that's a very good point. I mean, you you see, we get a constant stream of press releases coming in from Phoenix, and you know they, they are signing new players, but not too many of them actually seem to make it into the first team uh, outside of the the chosen select starting eleven that you know features on a regular basis. Um, but having said that, you know, you can't detract from the fact that Mariners were very clinical uh, yeah. in the way they dispatched them. And it goes back to that training session that we looked at. They were working down the wings solidly in the training session. Yeah. Uh, we pretty much saw what happened. We saw it we, we, we saw earlier. It, yeah, two days beforehand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it just went straight to plan. Mm. Uh, they tore them apart. But I, I just couldn't go over how poor that defending was. I, mean, I, think, really... I think also at times, Jacko, you look at teams and that teams have cycles. They have you know, shelf lives. And I, I think you look at Phoenix and I think this Phoenix team that we're looking at, that's the cycle that we've seen. I think it's at the end of that mm. group of players. And yeah. I think it's, it is time. And look, uh, my, my wish that we have 10 interim coaches, well, I could be 50% there if, if Ricky doesn't uh, last too much longer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, at least he's still got the national team. Yeah, um, and psychologically, from the Mariners' perspective, um, you know they would have loved the chance to play 24 hours before victory, because mm. as they did, just put the pressure right back on victory, which yep. was like, okay, you want to catch us? Yeah. There's five nil. Yeah, you know? and as we saw, we'll talk about victory next. Um, they were unable to, uh, to to keep up with the pace. And, yeah. and as Bernie Abini told, this is all great. I got the weekend off. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, yeah. you know to, to watch all the other teams, yeah. All right, let's move on. Hindmarsh. Uh, no one tipped this. No. Certainly not us, as we were no. reminded by a few Adelaide fans on Twitter over the weekend. Uh, the resounding tips from us last week was for a Melbourne victory away win. And, Whitewash, uh, I think. Uh, and not for mentioned. the first time this season, we looked pretty silly. <laughs> so we apologised to... How many people do we need to apologise on this one? I think... Uh, 12,000 probably. We've ridden, we've ridden the roller coaster with Adelaide. Yes, we year. have. We were, we were looking pretty silly at the start of the season. Yeah. Then we were looking pretty right for the last few yeah. weeks. And then we didn't tip this one. Yep. I have to say, I, I did do a lot of humble pie eating uh, watching this match back on replay. Uh, Volcanus has transformed the defence. Uh, the, the tight defending from the middle third backwards was pretty impressive uh, for Adelaide. They really managed to shut victory down at every opportunity with numbers, sheer weight of numbers more than anything else. He had them motivated to get back and just cut, isolate the, the ball players completely. It was really impressive to see. And Volcanus, you know, from with a defensive uh, background, obviously, is taking leaf out of Popovich's book, get the defence right. And you can steal a win, and they did. Uh, it was a very impressive performance. And got to say, I wasn't impressed with Volcanus in this uh, debut game. Much more impressed in this game. Uh, well, it's going to take him a while. If he, you know, if he has got different ideas to, absolutely. to what they were doing, it's going to take. It, it was it was more of his uh, post-match conference charisma that I felt yeah. was lacking uh, after the first game. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, uh, and you know he, got, he had pretty, got, he pretty got, charisma when he was talking to Jared Gillard. He had lots of charisma when he was getting sent <laughs> off. So yeah, also, yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those things like you know where this yeah you know, he probably wasn't prepared for being head coach at this point. It wasn't mm. in his plan, you know. Yeah. And then a week later, he's got front the cameras up. For a press conference, you know, yeah. So if you was, there are those that would have you believe that this has been a long-term plan for him, and 
because Mina's exit was part of his orchestrated uh, attempts. Uh, so he has had a bit of warning and preparation. So he, he hotly denied that. I yes, I'm, oh, I'm sure he, he would. John, uh, Johnny McCain as well, got to say, outstanding. Johnny yes, game of the game I know, uh, for victory, you know, this isn't the first time they've gone to High Moss this season and got beat. Yeah. Um, you know, is this a concern for them that sometimes, you know, teams are capable of going out and stopping them playing? Yeah, I think we, we saw a similar game in the opening game of the season against Hart where they stopped them playing. Um, it didn't help that Archie got injured after, I think, 20 minutes. Mm. It didn't help that Milligan played 10 minutes in a, in a friendly in Malaga. Absolutely pointless uh, exercise. Which the fans on the club, I know, I know were furious about. So mm. they missed those two players. Um, yeah, look, uh, uh, how do you beat victory? You and the ridiculous red card as well. Uh, Drury's red card. That was look, just outrageous. Well, yeah, no, when you lift, when you, when you raise it. Look, let's you, not you, give the referees too much credit here, but if you do raise a, you know, your but studs... In, the foot in was actually down by the time he hit the ball, by yeah. the time he I mean, reached you know, the tackle. I, I defy anyone on a super slow-mo to go in for any sort of tackle and at no point have their studs facing yeah. the ball. It's it impossible. and then it went down. Because that happens when you run. Yeah. You what know, I'm saying like, is that we're talking about Jared Gillis It's got to be at the moment of impact. Yeah. You know, it has to be, you know, was his foot high... Above the ball, hmm. Jared know, Gillis was just it was, well, it was in da- you know, reckless danger. You know, it wasn't reckless. reckless. No, it wasn't reckless. No, no. No. I think the referee Jared Gillis has looked at it and gone, "Okay, studs up, you're off." Now he was right in front, so he, he, he there was no issue with seeing mm. this incident. I just think he's played it absolutely to the letter of the law, and I think he was, I think it was a very harsh decision. Yep. And from an Adelaide perspective, you know, all's not lost for them. You know, they're still in that, you know, there's a healthy buffer. Well, uh, the reason I was late in arriving this morning was because uh, I was writing up my interview with Popper from yesterday at Wanderers Training, and he was saying, no, under no circumstances, right off Adelaide. Red's very much in the, the running for things. And those three points, I mean, absolutely vital. point gap vital. between fourth and fifth now. You yeah. know, that's a, yeah. you know, we've only seven games to go. That's Which just adds to the farce of fifth and sixth standing a good chance of making it through to the final. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I guess from a, from a Mark of Arcanis' that's actually quite a, quite a nice position to be in because he can spend a couple of weeks yeah. getting his message over, yeah. preparing to say, look, you know, we have got a bit of a buffer. You know, he's, we, he's got they're basic- probably not going to win it. He's got so, so in actual fact, the next seven games are probably not really going to make that much difference to them yeah. finishing first or fourth. But what he has got the, ability, the chance to do now is to prepare him for the finals to say, right, you know, let's get our system straight. Let's get clear the way we want to play. And then, you know, probably from round 24, 25, we build towards those finals. And I, yeah. and I tell you what, if they, if they face victory in the finals, they'll fancy themselves. And yeah. they could be in a grand final. Yeah. You know, we we don't know, but that could be a, a scenario. They could end up in the grand final, and if you're in a grand final, you could win it. Yeah, I mean, Volcanus has effectively got a two-game pass out of the last seven games, where you can throw those games away in the pursuit of a bigger picture. Uh, Whether that do him any good for and the still make top four prospects of keeping the job is probably another thing. Well, if 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 it if you're in that strong position where you've got the confidence that you know it, you can lose two games out of seven and still make be top four. Uh, unchallenged um, you're going to go out and you, you should be able to play better as a result uh, yeah. just because you've not got they that hanging over your head anyway I mean they were they were ticking along nicely I think they, they were really they were playing erratically because the the lineup kept yeah. changing uh, because because he kept playing favorites and uh, 
alienating certain people for some unknown reason. Uh, there is a good team. Cosy recruited brilliantly. Uh, for all, Newman for all his faults. Newman and Hersey, yeah. two of the best signings. Yeah. Who'd heard of these two players? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's recruited brilliantly. He's got a good squad there. If he'd used it properly and not lost Sergio, they really would have been in a fantastic position right now, I think. Bring back Sergio. Can't. He just confirmed he got his Indonesian uh, citizenship yesterday and was confirmed at Persib last night. Okay. Um, Melbourne Hart. Two no winners against Perth Glory. They're, uh, you know, their up and down season continues. We t- keep talking about it. Um, Nick Kalmar on 22 minutes, and then Eli Babals with his first goal since returning to the heart. Uh, took care of Glory and also took care of Ian Ferguson, who mm. departed the club shortly afterwards. I mean, let's talk about the game first. Ada. Yeah. Um, uh, the digital derby, as somebody called it, to the Twitter. <laughs> The interactive, <laughs> the interactive game. game. Um, yeah, Hart were good value. I think the the, the post match press conference. I think Fergie knew he was gone in the in, in what he was saying. Well, if he I wasn't think, already gone, yeah. he, from what he, he was saying, he was, he was going to end up going yeah. uh, for attacking the finances. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a lot wrong with Perth Glory. It's just it's just that they're lacking a. I think similar to what Cosy had it uh, maybe about four or five rounds before he left, that kind of like consistency. Um, I didn't see enough of the new player to really sort of figure out, you know, what sort of player he is. But um, And they weren't without their chances in this no. game, okay? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean I, I, it's been the story of the... Well, certainly it's been the story of the last 10 games or so. That's 16 Where, attempts on target. Yeah, mm. they've, they've had multiple opportunities to score and put games away. And... They've just simply not scored at all. You know, it's not even not scoring enough. They've just not scored at all uh, in the last six, five, and six games. And you do games. have to think about Mehmet leaving as well. I mean, I just think it was just, you know... Uh, there was all sorts of upsets, obviously, going on behind the scenes uh, in terms of finances. It was interesting that um, Tony Sage, when he was talking about Fergie's exit, said that on June 30th, uh, Fergie had signed his squad and it was costing £3.2 million. Uh, but that was on June the 30th, and then they went on the cost-cutting purge after that and tried to uh, whittle the team down and whittle the salary cap down. And I'd like to know what the, uh, what the, the salary bill was at the time that Fergie left, because I suspect it would probably be under the salary cap by then. But then I guess the question is, is it, what came first, the league position and the cuts, or the cuts I mean, leading to the lead position? Fergie, I think, was talking about budget cuts before the season had even started. Uh, so... There was a change of mind after June the 30th, by the looks of things. But, I mean, you look at what Arnie's done at the Mariners on, yeah, you know, yeah. on what I mean, they had. I mean, I think a lot Fergie, comes Fergie's football coaching. was shocking. Uh, I don't th- I, I, he had a good squad. He squandered it. He got lucky last season uh, in the run-in, not by playing good football, but by having good players who did well for him. Uh, I don't think his brand of football brought anything to the A-League. Uh, but most of those good players are still there, I know, so. Although Thwaite looks like he could possibly be off at the end of this season. Um, yeah. Um, I think the team spirit's gone from glory, though, the way it was. I mean, you know, Vandenbrink, yeah. Mehmet, big characters, yeah. big personalities that carried the team along with mm-hmm. them, even if they weren't playing. Uh, you could see just simply from the Twitch. And I saw Twitter that from feed. training when I went to training at the end of last season, you could see Mehmet and, and, and Van den Brink were two big characters in that team. Yeah. 
big losses. Yeah, and Shane Smiles just not been getting a game, not been getting goals when he has been getting a game. Out of sorts. I mean, for Shane Smeltz not to be getting goals, there's something seriously wrong somewhere. Okay. Um, Saturday, the late game was uh, Western Sydney versus the Jets out in Campbelltown Stadium, uh, red and black block, in full force, uh, decent crowd there. Um, Two-one win. I, uh, I actually said it was five on the trot last week, but it wasn't. It was four. It is now five. Yeah. So that at least proved me right. Um, <laughs> goals from Hersey and Bridge. Um, late on in both halves, uh, sealed it. What do you think? I, I, we're starting to sort of run out of uh, words to describe this run that they're on. Um, just keep marching on. Yeah, uh, fit. They've got momentum. Yeah. Confidence. They believe. Unlike Fergie in Perth, they actually believe in the vision and they've bought into what the coach has laid out for them. Mm. I still don't think in Perth that they really bought the vision that whatever Fergie have, so... And they had a very small wobble at the end with Zakovic's speculator and then a bit of a... A <laughs> little bit of a set to in the goal. A little bit of a villa wobble in <laughs> injury time, but um, I mean, they were good value, Kev, in the end. Yeah, uh, Jets, I mean, Zakovic is playing the form of his life. Uh, we were joking yesterday that, yeah, I remember when he got called up by the Socceroos, because uh, he was his boss at the time, and even he couldn't remember the last time that Zadko had had a good game. Uh, at that period, but now every week he's, he's really risen up to the challenge of being skipper at the Jets, and uh, he's matured putting, a lot. He has, yeah. you know, he's, he's still capable of doing those wild tackles that uh, we love and hate, uh, and potential cripplers. But he has grown into this more mature, marauding midfielder that uh, poses a threat, uh, and it was a good strike, good goal. But Wanderers very, very impressive all round. You know, it's just measured performances uh, playing with 10 men effectively with Dino up front uh, <laughs> you know it's l- nice of them to let big the mas- hello to Dino if you're listening it's nice of them to let the mascot actually stay on the pitch after the kickoff. <laughs> but um, yeah well look I mean they use them as a battering ram more than anything else these days you know just to wear down the central <laughs> defender and, and for Hersey and owner yeah. to work around it's working yeah yeah I mean, it is. Yeah. Well, without a doubt. And I was having this chat with somebody at Wanderers yesterday, and they were saying, you've got to look at what he does that creates space for other yeah. people. Uh, and there is a certain element of that. I think so it I might be a little bit overstated. Last night, even the best players in the world only have the ball for around 2% of the match. Wow. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's what That's... you do with the other 98%. Even Lionel Messi yeah. uh, doesn't have the ball for 98% of the time. Goes so like... what are you doing that 98%? Yeah. So Dino, your next press conference, that's the stat you bring out yeah. <laughs> yeah. to uh, to rebuff the knockers. Yes. <laughs> you know, if we, look at, um, if we look at the table, you know, and we talked about how the, how the Wanderers have built, it's no coincidence that the two teams that have conceded the least goals are one and two in the league. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a phenomenal record. 17 uh, goals against at this stage of the season. Uh, that's just a great tribute to Kovic and uh, Popovic. Uh, Kovic has been superb. Uh, he's it's, he's notching up his 100th game, A-League game, against his old club, Victory, this weekend. Uh, but he really is. He's just a superb uh, performer uh, and a great, great pickup. But typical of what Wanderers have been about, you know, they've, they've cherry picked great discards from other teams, brought them all together, and just created something brilliant. 
to be up in second place, debut season, that's phenomenal effort. Phenomenal. And it's interesting looking at the numbers here that, you know, they both played 20, both won 12. Uh, the Mariners have drawn six and lost two, but Wanderers have drawn two and lost six. Mm. But look at that, 17 goals conceded for the Wanderers and only 14. Sydney FC conceded, 40. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for that, Ada. Teed that one up for me. Talking to Sydney FC, uh, Sunday's game um, at the Allianz was uh, a 2-1 win for Sydney FC. Del Piero with another fantastic solo effort. Um, open a scoring on six minutes uh, before that's cancelled out with a late first half penalty from uh, Pantomime Villain, Bessard Berisha, uh, before Peter Triantis yeah. turned up with his uh, debut goal. The burglar. Yeah, with a nice, uh, very nice finish. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a great story behind Peter Triantis. He comes from a family of nine, I think, and they all play football, the girls and the boys. And he had some personal issues in his life with his family. It was very tragic last season, and he's come through that. Um, and he's, uh, he's taking over where Antonis was supposed to be. Very impressed. Yeah. Very impressed with him. Yeah, um, Franich. A balls up for the uh, Del Piero. Well, was... yeah, I mean, I think the thing was, though, is that. Uh, Blake Powell so massively mishit that through ball that Franich <laughs> played for the good ball and turned and started running after a ball that wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On a... But, you know, that's, that's it. That's where Del Piero's brilliant. You know, yeah. it's that awareness. That, that ball isn't going where everyone yeah. thought it was going to go. I've got it. By the time that fella turns, I'm going to be past it. And yeah. how many times did Franich do that turn like that? There was like one turn left, one turn right. Del Piero did him as well. I think yeah. three turns before he got done. Just that Del Piero shoulder drop. Just it's, every it's time. ridiculous. Yeah. It shouldn't every work. Time. Yeah. It shouldn't work. You know, <laughs> but it, every time it does. Yeah. You know, there was one moment which was us, or it was I think it was after about an hour, where Janjetovic kicked it long. And Del Piero took it on his chest, just in the, inside their half, and sort of controlled on his chest and di- you know changed the direction of the ball to put it into the space. Guy right behind him, and then played the ball out to the wing. And it's just the way he manoeuvres the ball to just keep it out of reach yeah. of the de- of the yeah. defending just, player it's minimal and puts effort. his body in between. Yeah, and it's. it's it's so minimal the actual effort that he, you, know, you see, he, for example, Zadvukic, who is playing very well, but there's so much energy into his yeah. performances, yeah. and he achieves half of what, a fraction Zach, of what half, Del Piero did. Half, half, a fraction. Zadvukic is still chasing that dummy that <laughs> Del Piero threw him last week. <laughs> He's still falling for it. Uh, but also, I think you know, like, I think there was a great example in this winning goal of, of how Del Piero is helping the younger players because there was a. There was a very similar ball not long before the winning goal where Del Piero went for, contested a ball into the penalty area and it was nodded out to the edge of the box and Triantis was nowhere near it. And he gave him an absolute bollocking. Oh, really? And sort of said, you should be here. Yeah. You should be there yeah. picking that up. Which was why Del Piero was so pleased for him and ran after him <laughs> yeah. when he did it and scored as if to say... See, yeah, good lad. You yeah, know, yeah. Like you, and I think that's what you can't underestimate as well. What those, oh. the education that those players are getting in, in training and also in the games, that is mm. helping that, them as players. Absolutely, because that ball that advantage. Del Piero played in, it was a curling ball in. A defender can do only one thing, which is get it out that way 
and you can't get much distance on it. So it was tip, it, it was played in order to have Triantis come in. Yeah. So as you say, it was just a genius. Like he's he's the greatest player we've ever had in the A League. No, oh, without a doubt, without a doubt about that. Yeah. And, you know, Raw, I mean, you'd, you'd probably look at this from Raw's perspective. They weren't bad. No, they know? weren't. No. On another day, they could have won this. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. with... The, they had plenty of possession, of 58% of possession. You know, it, Sydney had more attempts on target. But it's the cliche of the A-League this season. Del Piero was the difference. Yeah. If it hadn't been for Del Piero, Raw probably would have won this one. Uh, and probably quite easily as well. Uh, but Del Piero just kept everyone on the back foot the whole time. Didn't give them much of a chance, given given the break. And that's what Mulvey said after the game. He said there was one player on that pitch mm. who was world class, who doesn't get pressured by the situation at mm. all, and that was the difference. Yeah, you're right. There's, no, there's nothing too wrong with Brisbane Raw, and they're playing this week in the ACL as well, Tonight. So which will be very Tonight. interesting. Yeah. Sudden um, death game, isn't it? Against Buriam yes. in, yeah. in Bangkok. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. um, so the ladder looks like this: Mariners uh, consolidated their position at the top. Um, they are. We have 42 points now after 20. Everyone's played 20 games now. Western Sydney up in clear second now. Phenomenal mm. achievement in thir- with 38. Melbourne Victory 36, Adelaide 35. And then there's that 11-point gap to Melbourne Heart and Sydney FC with 24 points. Then we have the Jets and 7th on 23. Brisbane Roar 21, Wellington 20 and Perth 19. So, you know, there's now... There's probably that sort of five, six-point gap now between ninth and tenth and the final spot. So it's starting to take shape with uh, with seven games to go, as you would expect. Mm. That's it with part one. We'll be back in part two to uh, have a quick Socceroos wrap from last week, but also uh, look at some of the news that's been making headlines on our website, au.442.com. The March issue of 442 is out now, and we sit down exclusively with Liverpool legends Stephen Gerrard and Jamie Carragher, reflecting on 15 years together as teammates and friends. We head to Germany, to Europe's hottest club, to bring you the inside story on Borussia Dortmund. Back home, we catch up with Jets marquee man Emil Heskey and the Kiwi Messi Melbourne Victory's Marcus Rojas. There's picture specials of the FA Cup, A-League fans and the W-League Grand Final. 442. Pick it up at newsagents or grab a digital copy at the App Store or on Zinio. You know business could be better. You know you need more skills, but you also know you haven't got time to learn those skills. Go to workshops or listen to webinars. Don't stress. Listen to Business Success Radio for all the latest ideas to make your business a success. Get your business on track with the right advice from dozens of Australia's leading business experts in your office, your car or on your phone. Go to businesssuccessradio.com.au and click the Listen Live button. Business Success Radio. Your business, your radio. The latest on the world game. This is 442 Insider. Hello and welcome back to this week's 442 Insider podcast. We're going to cast our glance back uh, because it happened just after we uh, went to air last week. Let's have a quick wrap-up of the Socceroos versus Romania. Game ended with a 3-2 defeat. Not that that really matters in the, in the whole scheme of things. But, um, lads, what did we make of the performance, more importantly? Well, it wasn't that bad in the performance, I thought. But why was Lucas playing? He's not going to feature in a man. So why not give the youngsters a chance? I mean, fair play to him. Our defence was worse after he went off, and that was probably why we lost the game. But that's the whole point. We need to bring somebody else in who can fit in for him when he's not available, because otherwise we're just going to lose in the man as well yeah. for exactly the same reasons. 
I don't understand what Holger's doing. Why take players like Milligan? Well, yeah, the Milligan thing was uh, silly for 10 minutes. Like, that's just yeah. nonsense. I mean, that can injure nonsense. players as well. I mean, if you want to play for 48 hours, but there and back, I mean, it's not good. But look, I think Cornthwaite and Williams, I think uh, Cornthwaite is taking his opportunity. Three from six. Yeah, and, and there was a time when Cornthwaite... Scott McDonald must be watching that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Where's the mirror? <laughs> Where are those black cats that I've run over? But, I mean, he, he, he had a reputation for scoring. We remember in the ACL in 2008, he was just popping up and scoring left, right and centre on that, on that campaign. Yeah. This is a guy who was basically, his name was kind of like, had, had the, the line through it after that nightclub incident. We talk about nightclub incidents. There was a nightclub incident a few years ago and he got out of Adelaide and got to a professional cup in, in Korea. One of the few success stories, along with Sasha in, in Korea, but uh, I think Williams was good as well. Um, so good signs in terms of the centre of defence. Yeah, I, th- I, thought, I thought we, we were a bit struggled a bit. Yeah, I, I must like, admit, I thought yeah. the whole defence was shaky. Um, Lucas was clearly our best performer in defence, and that's a really worrying sign, I think. Uh, I didn't like uh, any of it, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I must admit, I was I was watching it in the gym, and I was like, I thought I was, I was in a way. I know this sounds weird. I was glad that they lost. Yeah, because it the danger is is that the performance gets masked by the win. Yeah, and it's like, well, we won. What more do you want? Yeah, you know, exactly. If, if we keep winning, and I, who I, cares what yeah. the performance is like? And I, I was think... glad in the end that they didn't win because now we can actually look at the performance and go, was it a good performance? And for large parts of that game, we were outplayed. Yeah, clearly yeah. outplayed. You know, in the second half, more so. I thought. Uh, we, First 15 minutes, I thought, you know, didn't think the soccerers were in the game. No, we were on the back foot, certainly. Do, do we know, uh, was this the, the first-choice Romanian eleven? I mean, I, was this a, an experimental side? I'm not was, quite sure. It was pretty much the first choice. I think it was two, one of my Twitter followers is Romanian, was telling me I think there was two key admissions, uh, a midfielder and a striker from the first mm. choice. Um, uh, but it seemed a pretty strong side to me, to be honest. Uh, and, you know, they, they came into it more when we made a substitution they brought they took the game to us in the first 15 minutes I think that was their game plan I think it was also our game plan to sit back and try and soak that up a bit uh, I mean it was a weird game I mean neither side was at home there was very few support I just there, don't understand know. why we did it to be honest um, yeah. I mean for me I, I just felt that, that you know when we got back into the game with the two guys I, n- I never really felt there was any level of control there it was like we you know, they kept giving the ball away. Yeah. And, and yeah, we, we, they got a couple of goals. And my, my concern is still full-backs. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I, I'm not convinced by Michael Zolo. No. Think, I don't necessarily think it's his fault. I don't, I just don't, just don't think like he's, he's a, a natural He's not a left-back. Defensively, you know. Yeah. Like, and, and full-backs are, have always been probably the, one of the most critical positions yeah. on the pitch. I think I actually think this is now old-fashioned thinking because it was a couple of years ago we had this marauding fullback concept that everybody was adopting, throwing the fullbacks up there, getting the crosses in, making them more like attacking wingbacks than they were defenders. And then almost immediately everybody exposed the, the weaknesses that that created. And there was a tsunami of goals uh, against teams that were I think Carney is the best example yeah, of, of absolutely. that motion in the Asian Cup final. And since then, people have reined that back in again, except for us. We're still trying to pursue, pursue this idea of marauding fullbacks and using attacking wingers or forwards uh, as uh, attacking but midfielders. Silo was never a defender. I mean, he, he was never a defender. The, no, the, no, that's what I'm saying. We're trying to convert strikers. 
this. We're trying to convert these players into being left yeah. backs, and they're not. And we have got left backs. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right Rich is the obvious example. I think he's. I think he's a decent defender. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cap Traore. Get him in. Yeah. Naturalise him in the shirt on a pitch. Why not? Yeah. Well, he's yeah. been here long enough. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. He's eligible now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, Josh Rose, back in his day, should have been given a shot. If he had, who knows where we would be now. I think it's possibly too late for him now. And he's not necessarily been playing at the same level as he was a couple of years ago. But these are opportunities we have to grasp at the time and not just, I just prevaricate. I would, I would like to know what Holger learned from the game because a friendly is all about learning. It's not about winning yeah, or losing yeah. or whatever. It's about what did I learn. Certainly, I, I don't think he would have learned anything from Milligan from those 10 minutes. So, no. I mean, I think that was ridiculous. Not that he didn't know already. No. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so, yeah, look, yeah, I, th- I just hope that Holger's learned something about his players. I think the whole thing was a pointless exercise and really the only thing that's got... In common with what we're going to face next month is the fact that Romania has a man in the middle of it. Mm. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Controversial. Oh, that bombshell. <laughs> yes. um, all right, so Maybe we, that's, we, that's why he picked them. <laughs> we talked briefly about this in the, in the first part. Obviously, is the washout from the Perth Glory defeat to Melbourne Heart, but Fergie's now gone. Uh, Alistair Edwards has been appointed as an interim coach. While a worldwide search begins, how many times have we heard those words? And how many times have we ended up with the youth league coach getting the job at the end of it? <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, Alistair's now uh, assistant technical director to Hamburger, but he's a Western Australia, Perth-based, mm. uh, former Glory player. Scottish um, roots. Yeah, you know, so... the Former Socceroo. Former Socceroo, mm. you know, so very highly credentialed, you know, to go in and hold the fort. For what, let's be honest, is probably only going to be seven games. Um, what do we see Glory need? Well, in it, like, they if need... you're involved in this worldwide search, what's on your criteria list? Well, I mean, they've got the blueprint. They had that uh, review uh, done a couple of years ago, which they then completely ignored. Look, there's so many people who think they know about football at Perth Glory and they know nothing about football. And no disrespect to Tony Sage, he's a great guy and we respect everything that he's done for that club. But you need people who know about football. And they need a vision about where they want this club to go. Well, they, have, they, they, have, they seem to have a fairly distant blueprint when they've done that uh, blueprints review. Blueprints are nothing. You've got to put it into practice. Oh, that, well, that's the point. Yeah, they, they've had this blueprint and they have ignored almost every single point on it from day one. The only thing that they, uh, they actually took from that blueprint was getting rid of Dave Mitchell. And then they just piled the troubles up even higher by hiring Ferguson to replace him. And the, they, thing, that really me, sorry, Kirk, the thing that really irritates me is that this is a state that produces footballers. No ifs, mm. ands, or buts about it. They produce good footballers. Why this is not being piped into Perth glory and then the players are sold on, I've no idea. Ellie Babalge has come through. We know Kenny Lowe's work there. Gareth Navin is a terrific young coach. The Williams Lots of, brothers. You know, the Edwards brothers. Edwards brothers. Sons yeah, yeah there's so many players. We can just name so many. Chris Hurd. Yeah, Chris Hurd. Um, and losing talent like Jesse Macarunas. Brad Jones. I mean, it's WA just produces talent. So yeah. there's got to be a vision of how do, we, how do we channel this into Perth glory and how do we also have a vision of the way we want to play. Yeah, and, and the yeah. answer is to, to have somebody like an Ange come in and just redefine this club. Because at the moment... No, Ange can't manage everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Ange should start franchising himself. The, the, an Ange-ize. <laughs> Ange-ize, yes. 
All right. Uh, That's the problem with Angie. You want them to do everything. Yeah. Let's talk Soccer about coach. Soccer Both coach. Soccer coach. Yeah. Let's talk about Jason Kalina, <sighs> who uh, left okay. Sydney, uh, was left out of the squad for the weekend, uh, and it was confirmed that they parted ways uh, on Monday um, by mutual consent. Contract was ripped up. Um, both sides were being diplomatic with the release. Unless both parties are there at the press table for the press conference to say it's a mutual mm. consent, it's not mutual mm. consent. <laughs> and Branko was on TV last night, I think, on, on uh, ABC with uh, Amanda Shalala and just basically said that he felt that uh, you know Jason wasn't respected enough by Farin. That was his... Uh, you know, but the people that were there, eyewitness accounts said that basically, you know, he was asked to swap. Uh, yeah. They were playing a training game, and he was asked to swap with Triantis, mm. uh, and he refused and took his shirt off, threw it down, and yeah, threw yeah. into a mouthful. And I, th- I think there's no arguing that what happened on the training field on Friday was beyond the pale. That's you don't do that. Yeah. However. I think it was a straw that broke the camel's back, from what I understand, that there's been a series of incidents, not necessarily incidents or confrontations, but there's been a series of situations where Colleen has been told one thing, and then at the final moment he's been told, actually, no, you're not playing. Uh, you're not going to be playing. And this... It, it's pre- that's, it's that's pre- the respect thing that yeah. Branco was... And it, it's, it's preceded by being moved into the senior into the second team just before training finishes uh, that's a warning sign that that's going to happen and you know he gets moved in having been told again that he was going to be playing perhaps uh, he suddenly gets told actually train with the second team and he just like but I don't I'm, get I'm over training it. with the second team it's like if they're playing a training game no when we're at training matches you can see which one who's going to be playing on Saturday and who's not by who? It's point. the bibs. Yeah, it's the bibs. If you're wearing a bib, you're probably not going to be playing. Not a lobster bib, but a proper bib. But you know, you know, you know who's playing. You can't, you can't kind of. Yeah, yeah but already see it. whoa, whoa, whoa! Hang on a minute. Yeah, that. But Jason is coming back from a very serious injury. You know, it's quite within the coach's rights. So I, I might have to look about what we do the weekend. If you only manage 70 minutes. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with you. Know, it's like you can't just say, well, I, no. I, you know, it does to me as a like it's, it's my ball, I'm going home, unless I'm in, you know. No, I, I don't think anybody's arguing that, you know, that you don't behave the way he behaved on Friday. Uh, that is unacceptable. But it was preceded by several disappointments where he had been told one thing and then only to be told another just before match day, uh, where he himself has felt, he was capable of offering something, whether it was a full hour, 90 minutes, off the bench, something, but to then get completely relegated altogether uh, out of contention uh, was just too much for him. It's funny, it's, 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 it's very similar to the whole... See, I always thought that, that, that him being omitted from, those, from a couple of games recently was actually part of them managing the workload on him coming back from the injury. That was what Sydney were trying to say, and what he was saying was, I don't need to be managed, I'm ready to roll. Yeah, does a, a Farina fell out with Ned Zelic famously in I think '99, and Zelic quit the national team. Mm. Very similar scenario. The word you know that Ned used was you know that, you know I didn't feel like I was wanted, and Ned was one of our greatest ever players. So yeah. similar scenario with Farina. I mean, it, you know, where to next for for Jason? I mean, it, you know, this sort of thing doesn't exactly sort of like shout sign me sign me does it no, no it doesn't it two doesn't. year knee injury sign me sign me no it doesn't no um, but less that less that but having said less that, that you know expectation that comes which is unless I'm starting unless I'm in every 
first team on the training game, I'm out of here. Like, but I think I think as Kev said, I think there was these other issues. It wasn't just that game. It, it, yeah, like, Jason's it, a great guy. I know Jason, you know, for years, and he's a he's a top. He, he's he's a hundred percent committed to football, and he's focused on the job. And it's just a, it's just sad for me to see him go after such a short period of time yeah. at Sydney. He worked yeah. so hard with Stan as uh, well. Uh, where he's going to go? Well, I, well, I mean, that's yeah, go. that's the other way to look at it. You know, Sydney SC took a pun on him. Yeah. But, uh, you know. I've heard, I've also heard this argument said as well. But did they really? Stan was doing it on his own free time, uh, not as part of his Sydney commitments. He was doing that as a, a friend helping a friend out, mm. uh, and as a result, Sydney got first refusal on a Socceroo. Uh, who was, uh, you know, had a lot to offer at a time when Sydney needed had extra a lot start. to prove still. Absolutely, but Sydney were getting a very, very good player for a very, oh, very cheap to be, price. To be fair, though, I think there was always that, that injury cloud hanging over him. Nobody quite knew oh, absolutely. how this injury was. But that was reflected in the fact that they were picking him up for pennies. But he played absolutely. well. Absolutely, pennies. Well, oh, I mean, uh, you know, I, I think the biggest loser out of this is Sydney going into the last seven games yeah. because. Yeah. They, they could have really done with him. You know. And, you know, Sydney... A player of his versatility that can play anywhere across... Perth Glory. ...the midfield, you know, and also in that attacking role, but obviously Del Piero's in there. But I just thought, you know, having two players like Del Piero and Kalina in your midfield can only help, mm. you know. But. I would have thought that any club with a decent manager that can actually manage people would be... Delighted to snap them up. Well, obviously not Newcastle. You put them, put a. Uh, yeah, it won't no, be Newcastle. Newcastle was out of the question. Yeah. Uh, but you know, just about any other club, he's got a lot to offer. A lot to offer. Mm. Uh, I'd be very, very disappointed if he can't get another game. Okay. Well, Sydney have uh, brought in Jared Kyle. Another striker, great. Just what they need when the defence is flagging and they've shipped forty goals and mm. Pascal Boschart's out for the season. So great striker, yes. Well, Griffo's back soon as well, so that's, for me that's the main thing. But I don't know a lot about Jared Kyle, or, or Kyle Jared as somebody called him this morning. It is Jared Kyle. That wasn't me. Uh, Online from Sheffield Wednesday. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, he could be a, a great young player, mm. could be a great thing to, uh, to bring to the A-League, but I, th- I would have thought Sydney, Sydney's priorities would have been a defender. Mm. I can't see why. Or a central midfielder to replace Kalina, you would have thought. Yeah. They have got quite a few... You know, substitutes. I mean, Paul Reed's still sitting in the sidelines there, and he's not True. a bad player when yeah. he's, he's fit. Uh, so, no, I would be going all out hell for leather to sign Lucas myself, Lucas Neal. Yeah. Mm. I'm not in charge of Sydney. Yeah, although he would be on a very small amount yeah. because he's, he's, you couldn't fit him into the salary cap other than being a salary yeah. player. So yeah. he'd be on but Jerry Kyle's seven, wages, it's which seven is games. yeah, seven games at the end of the season, or you know, an extra three games. I think it'd be great for Sydney. Yeah, uh, it's not going to cost that much. All right, Melbourne victory. Uh, signed Daniel Mullen, former mm. Adelaide United player. Good pickup. Yeah, Rams. great pickup. Yeah, you know, he was in the Socceroos three years ago. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Great, great pickup. Solid squad depth. How yeah. many players have Victory got? I didn't realise they had any space in their squad. No, they released a fair few, didn't they? Recently? Yeah, oh, that's true. They released yeah, Julius Davis, Cernak, yeah. Davis. Uh, Franich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's apparently, apparently Peter Franich, somebody was telling me he was in... Where was he? He was in Thailand or somewhere, Peter Franich. What, on holiday? No, no, he's trialling for a club. <laughs> I think he's with. I think he was trialling at Stubbins Club, I think. He might be on holiday. I don't know. <laughs> but I think he's in Thailand last time somebody was telling me. Uh, so there you go. Okay. Were you telling me? No, it wasn't uh, me. Somebody, somebody <laughs> was telling me. All right, well, on victory. Uh, it's uh, now... 
if not quite official, exceptionally common knowledge, that victory will play Liverpool uh, at the MCG. Uh, a tug of war between the states, between Sydney and Melbourne, oh, was won by Melbourne. And uh, so they will host uh, Liverpool, uh, I think, four or five days after Sydney hosts Man United. So... Um, hmm. Great week for football. Yeah. Yeah. Slap bang in the middle of State of Origin on the Lions tour. Yeah. Um, we've got the two best supported teams in Australia, from certainly what our research tells us, yep. uh, on our shores. Yeah. Yep. And, and uh, what shame we could have played each other as a third game. What, Liverpool Man Yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, imagine that. Actually, yeah. that would be good, wouldn't it? Imagine like you know well, they both that, play a warm-up game against A-League teams and then play each other. That would be something special. Where would you, I mean, how, where would you play that, though? As the biggest ground you can What is the biggest is? ground we got? MCG. MCG. Oh, yeah. 100,000 in there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That would be the sell. I would, I would actually pay my own hard cash. I wouldn't beg a media pass for that one. Lou, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Sort of. Just be, sort it, it out, done, my son. I think it might be a bit further down the track. Um, but, you know, as we saw with Man United, um, you know, we've seen tours before struggle to sell. But as we saw with Man United, and I'm sure we'll see with Liverpool, is when we, when you do bring out the best mm. and the best supported that the public will get out and support. Mm. And, and I can't remember if Liverpool have actually toured here. Certainly not in the last 20 years. I can't remember them being here. So they've sure, they must said, have been here before at some stage. And the thing about the MCG is that it's going to attract Asian. They've got so many fans in Asia as well mm. that there's going to be fans coming from abroad. Um, yeah, wow. So if, uh, if we get 82,000 at, uh, at ANZ, they're going to want to beat them. Yeah. Get 90, yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right, overseas Aussie rapper. Obviously, uh, Tom Rogic was in action for Celtic, uh, made his debut. And, uh, Don't sing the song. Was, um, the Titan <laughs> song. It's been in my head. It was Man of the Match. Setting up, uh, setting up their equaliser. Uh, he played the full 90 minutes. Um, <laughs> no, he was on the field for 90 minutes. I think he probably was stopped playing about the 75th minute, to be honest. Oh, really? He, his head was down. He was struggling from that point on. What, blowing a bit? Yeah. <laughs> he but, completely did you, did you watch the game? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. With man of the match? Probably. Yeah. yeah. He, was, he was superb. He really was. It was, uh, it was just reassuring that, you know, we'd built him up. I'd actually been on Scottish television uh, given, you? Yeah, you uh, media whore. I know. Just I've, like, heard, I've heard you on radio as well. Really? Yeah. Was that some, uh, some uh, radio in Scotland? Uh, yep. Just slut. Media they, slut. They still call it the wireless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the transistor radio? Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, yes, yes, yes. That'll be right. Um, no, it was good just because I had built them up over there. Uh, and then um, if you was really rubbish, uh, it would have just been terrible. humiliating. But no, he. he did me proud? He did Australia proud. Uh, very, very good performance. proud as well. He did, yeah. 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 Uh, so he wasn't in the squad for uh, this morning because Celtic got yeah. uh, humbled at home three 0 by yeah. um, by Juventus. Was he too late to be registered for the UCL? Is that no. how it was? No, they, they could have registered, but they hadn't actually seen him play in a match. Mm. The, the deadline was. Before and also, Neil Lennon said that he wanted to stay loyal to the the, the players, the squad that had gotten there. Well, yeah, on the second leg. Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, Thanks, coach, Ambrose. Jekyll, would you play him in? The, I'd play him in the second leg. No, he's not. Oh, you've got to be named in the. You've got to give your squad list at the beginning of February. Oh, really? Oh, so he's he's not named in the squad list. He, so he, he can't play for the rest of the okay. competition. Yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> Mark Schwarzer kept clean sheet. Evergreen Mark Schwarzer for Fulham as they uh, 
played out a nil-nil with Norwich City. Adam Federici uh, played a full game in goal, but uh, really lost to Stoke. Is Feders, by the way, is he looking bigger than he ever before? Did, he, did he, you see him in the soccer game? Goes up and down he's, quite a bit. He's, uh, <laughs> this, he's, he's been in the shroom. Can, can we not say things like that in the current climate? <laughs> think his might be is, a dangerous I, thing to say. He's, his is down to burgers rather than peptides, <laughs> looked, I suspect. I don't know whether it was the shirt, but he looked big in, in, in Malaga. Pepsi more than peptides. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, he's, he's been a bit of a comfort eater, I think, in his past. Has he now? Well, I, I, I've seen his weight go up and down for the last 10 years or so. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. OK. Um, Brett Holman didn't get on the pitch as uh, Villa beat West Ham. Um, if I was Brett, I would be disappointed with what's going on at Villa at the moment, Not on the, from, but from a personal perspective. Uh, I mean, Paul Lambert started with Jordan Barry. He looked like he'd won a competition in the programme to play. <laughs> he was so out of his depth. Um, and I don't really know what's gone on with Brett there, because when Villa were playing well at the start of December and late November, he was starting. You know, the, the game against uh, Liverpool, he he provided the two assists for Benteke's goals mm. and... Lambert just seems to freeze people out. Stephen Ireland's now frozen out at the squad. No. Isn't there a perception though that Holman gives the way gives away the ball too easily? Wait, he's in good company with Villa at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? We're not, we're not talking about Barcelona here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, if if I was him, I'd be sat there feeling pretty. Um, and what about Hurdy? You know, What's happening with Hurdy? He's, he's injured. Still injured. Is he, yeah, is he ever not injured? No, he's got he, quite a serious foot injury. Oh, Socceroos were playing, so that's he, why. Yeah. yeah, no, I think he's out for the rest of the season. Yeah, potentially. They, uh, I think he's just started running again, and I'm not sure. I know the decision was, did they put a plate in his foot? Or did they just let it He's had some bad luck in the you, last You seriously months. can set your watch by him, though. You know, as soon as the Socceroos match is arranged, <laughs> that'll be heard out. Uh, Reese Williams played his 100th game for Middlesbrough, but um, they've had a big starter. They were well-placed, but uh, have just had about five straight defeats. Um, who else? Who else is worth mentioning? Robbie what? Cruz played uh, 83 minutes, but uh, Fortuna Dusseldorf le- lost 1-0. I-, I did tweet a link to uh, the official Bundesliga site that yeah, had uh, that. Yeah. that had a, f- a profile on Robbie Cruz as being Australian Australian football's golden pinup boy. No. And, I mean, they, surely uh, that's Tom singing Ryan. his praises as one of the uh, one of the surprise success stories of the Bundesliga season. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to get those Thai teams on that one yeah. to sing a song for Robbie Cruz. Yeah, he's not Catholic enough. Uh, I'm not sure Rogic is either, though, to be honest. It was a key thing, though, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was brilliant. I loved that. That was great. <laughs> All right. That's it for part two. We'll be back in part three to preview this weekend's A-League action in round 21. Buying a car is a big commitment. You need to make sure you have the right car at the right price before you sign on the dotted line. So the best thing to do before you buy a car is log on to the Behind the Wheel website. At behindthewheel.com.au, you'll find dozens of unbiased and independent new car reviews. Reviews. Browse by different manufacturers and find exactly what's right for you. While you're at behindthewheel.com.au, check out the latest car industry news, read motorcycle reviews and news, and pick up some handy road safety tips too. Don't sign anything until you visit behindthewheel.com.au. The March issue of 442 is out now, and we sit down exclusively with Liverpool legends Stephen Gerrard and Jamie Carragher, reflecting
reflecting on 15 years together as teammates and friends. We head to Germany to Europe's hottest club to bring you the inside story on Borussia Dortmund. Back home, we catch up with Jets marquee man Emil Heskey and the Kiwi Messi Melbourne Victories Marcus Rojas. There's picture specials of the FA Cup, A-League fans and the W League Grand Final. 442. Pick it up at newsagents or grab a digital copy at the App Store or on Zinio. Back to 442 Insider. <laughs> Are we on? Are we back on? Is this thing on? <laughs> Hello, welcome back to the final part of this week's 442 Insider podcast. Round 21 is nearly upon us and kicks off at the Hunter Stadium on Friday night with uh, the Jets hosting Melbourne Heart. Now, the A-League is tough enough to pick at the best of times, but I'd be the first to say I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen in this game. <laughs> well done. Good go. Insight. Insight right Anyway, here. I mean, this is absolutely. two of the most unpredictable sides in the A-League, mm. right? It, but that's true of the bottom six. I mean, you can say that about any of the bottom six's games, pretty much. You have no idea where Eeny, that's going to finish. Mo. Melbourne had to win 2-1. Uh, look, hard away. You know, they've got to start winning away. Otherwise, they will always be known as this team that you can't predict. Um, so this will be a real test for them to win on the road. Who knows? I really don't know. Kev? Yeah, uh, no, I think... Shine any more light on it than that? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you... There's a lot of light that we've put on this game. I will give you the insight that I've got no idea either. Uh, no, I think probably Jets will edge this simply because Hart have been so poor in the road. Um, and Jets are... Hart with their new Dutch player as well, I believe. 26. Jets could move into fifth place if they win this. So... Everybody's leapfrogging. If there's going to be so much leapfrogging at the bottom end of the table between now and the end, this is a real six. This is a real final six pointer for, for mm. Melbourne Heart and and the Jets. Yeah. Heart win, they go up to twenty seven points. They can put that nice little buffer on whoever is below them, which is Sydney and, and Newcastle. So a win on the road for Heart would be absolutely, you know, gold, gold, yeah. gold. And, um, yeah, our mate, friend of the pod, Emil, has uh, as soon as has gone a little bit quiet in the last. Uh, few weeks on the goal front yeah he played a part in last week's goal did he not uh, not really no Zakovic's goal strike. he played a part in the melee afterwards but not really uh, in the yeah. goal itself yeah oh, look yeah he's he's still how many eight goals this season I think eight yeah. or nine it's still a good season that's still a great season for him uh, but not as good as Del Piero's obviously mm. uh Comparisons of the the marquees, Del Piero's winning, Mio Heskey probably third, to be honest. To okay. answer your question, I've no idea who's going to win this game. All right, I'm going to uh, I'm going to go draw, one all. Yeah, I like a draw as well. I'll go, but I'll go one one. Yeah, yeah, one one. Draw as well, two two. All right, David so we agreed. That'll yeah. be a draw. That was, worth, right. that was really worth us talking about there, wasn't it? <laughs> Sydney FC. It's so hard to tip these teams. Here's, I mean. here's, here's another one. Sydney FC at home to Adelaide United. Saturday, 5.30. Still no Joe. This is his last yep, game. Last yeah. one. Valcanis up in the uh, press box next to us. Yeah. Actually, there's going to be quite a few banned players and management. And Zelko will Zel- be up there. Zelko's still Zelko. out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, um, given how much Adelaide had improved between two weeks ago and last week, I quite fancy Adelaide for this one. Uh, it all depends whether Del Piero can be bothered turning it on yet again. One well, late target one Del man Piero. Band. Well, is, it, is, it, is it three or four wins on the bounce at home for Sydney? Oh, they've won every game at home this year. Yeah. I think this will be a real mm. battle. Yes. This will be a real battle. This won't be a pretty one to watch. But I just think Sydney have just got a little bit of momentum at home. You think? I think that actually might not be that bad a game to watch for a change. Because uh, Adelaide capable of playing some pretty football. And even know. though they were shutting down Melbourne Victory, they were still knocking it about in a quite an attractive way when they had the ball. Uh, and Sydney are capable of playing good football from time to time. Mm. Not often. Let's see if Jansen can, can back up from a, you know, a decent performance last week. You know, yeah. the youngster, can he be consistent? Yeah. I think this will be a battle, though. But I think Sydney might just get over the top of the Reds. Yeah, I quite fancy a draw, actually, for this one as well, to be honest. But I think it could be a, couple, a good few goals, and I'll go for a 2-2 draw on this one. OK. I mean, we reached that point in the season as well where, you know, it's like we were talking about the the attention that Del Piero was getting, you know, like un, a lot of it unfair, and then it's almost like people like have eased off, and he scored like you know seven goals. <laughs> it's almost like now they're like, hang on a minute, yeah. <laughs> that's why we're doing what we're doing. <laughs> we so. do probably need to go back to trying to stop him playing. Yeah, break his legs. Well, look, you know, Del Piero and Newman on the same pitch. You know, the, Newman will be. This is, I think this is the first time he's played in Sydney this season. Is that right? Could be. Uh, he'll want to really show what he can do. I think it'll be a, a great game, but it'll be a real battle. Though. Yeah. But I'm going to go for Sydney 2-1 with Del Piero scoring. Well, hopefully, you know, as uh, Sydney sort of, you know, build a bit of momentum, certainly at home, after having started awfully at home, um, you know, you'd like to think that maybe they could sort of break that 20,000 barrier. There was yeah, come on, there. Sydney. It's Del Piero, you know, for God's push sake. Push for the finals. Del Piero's on fire. Yeah. Yeah, 5.30 on a Saturday. Yeah. yeah, I've got a feeling the the train might just have left the station, though, for this season, as far as big crowds are concerned for Sydney. Really? Uh, yeah. Piero, I just no, don't I get guarantee it. you, if they make the finals uh, and they get a home game, it'll be 35,000. Maybe, but regular home and away yeah. games, I don't see them cracking 20,000 20, or even getting close to it. Was it 14 and a half? for yeah. last weekend. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll get 16 or 17 for this one. To, to be fair, you know, 14 and a half, 16, considering the season they've had, mm. they are really good figures for Sydney. Mm. Uh, I'm not knocking, mm. you know, the figures, but I just think they've lost all chance of getting 20k crows on a regular basis. But then again, when Joel comes back, they'll, that, that's for me the key when Joel comes back. I, think I agree. That could be the one that... It's going to be entertaining football again, it. and yeah. it's going to be worth getting out there to see, but whether that message will be able to get across <laughs> enough people in time is going to be the issue. I think Sydney really have to do a big PR onslaught, because I, I love Joel Griffiths, the entertainment mm. factor he brings. Uh, yeah. You know, in yeah. combination, he, go, he scores goals, he is a Personality. Mm. Uh, he gives the lines when a gobful every now and then. He's got to love you know, that. He, and a fistful from time yeah, to time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talking of which, how young was that linesman uh, during the weekend? Did you see him? The ball boy? No, no. The, no. I thought it <laughs> the, was a ball one boy. The was first. the look the ball boy. That, that, that was incredible. Uh, Joel Griffiths sack whacking that. This is. That's just the sign we're getting old. Yeah, Triantis-esque, that uh, that. I look at some of the players and think, oh, my God, are they? (laughs) Does their mum know they're out? Um, All right. Uh, Alistair Edwards, baptism of fire. Football alley, Ed. First first game at the helm for glory, and you couldn't want for uh, a tougher assignment. The Mariners roll into town. 
There'll probably be a lot of mutual respect. I, I, I don't know, but I'm kind of guessing that Arnie and Ali probably get on quite well. Arnie doesn't national... get on with anyone. There must be somebody he gets on with. <sighs> yeah, there must, must be. somebody. Phil Moss, uh, you know. Even Moss he doesn't like. No, really. <laughs> no I'm only joking. Uh, look, I, I'm actually... Go- look, I'm going to tip... I'm going to tip Gloria for this one. I've just got a feeling that this could be their their match. This could be theirs. I'd like to think... I'd love to see it. Like, like, I'd like to think that's true, because I do have a soft spot for Perth Glory, but I don't think it's actually going to happen, to be honest. I think it's going to take a bit of regrouping uh, and a few new signings to... I just think, I think Arnie is going to look at this game and go, I have no idea how they're going to play. I've got a vague true. idea how... You know, you know yourself, Ali, he's a real technician... Mm. Um, but it's going to be vastly different to the last time they played Perth Glory. So yeah. I think that's going to be really much, very but, much in the know, so, I mean, there's, there's also not an awful lot you can do in the week of a game. Yeah. You know, I mean, they'd have had a recovery day and then it's, you know, back into it. Um, you know, it's more of a, right, you know, are they going to get an uplift? You would think that with Ali Edwards being a local guy, you know, the crowd mm. are going to lift, the yeah. crowd will get behind it. They'll, you know, they'll. Well, all nine thousand of them, because it's, yeah. yeah, but you know, I think it's it's it, all these little things can help. Yeah, I know, I agree. I think, I think, but, but the thing from uh, I think that is important is that everybody has stressed at every stage that uh, Fergie had not lost the dressing room, he hadn't lost the players, so you're not going to get that lift of the new manager coming in and suddenly everybody's unified again. Well, I love Alcanis. Yeah, uh, so I, I just don't see it happening for Perth. I think. Long term, it might he Ali could well you know bring something good to Perth, but I don't think it's going to happen this weekend. Mariners are too much of a unit, you know they they're a machine. They know exactly what they're doing. They know how to go about it. It's a fairly regular lineup. Uh, mm. It's it's just a machine. It's so reliable. You, I put my house on a Mariners win here, I'm afraid. You'd put your house on it. Yeah, I don't own a house. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put my <laughs> house on any A League. No. Guy. Those Asian betting syndicates. <laughs> what are they thinking? Um, right, so, so what's the tip? Kev's house is on the Mariners. I know. My hovel is on. Uh, <laughs> your weekly rent is on. I'm going, to, I'm going to go for glory. I'm just going to go for glory. One nil. Three one to the Mariners. Smelty. Yeah, I, I can't see beyond the Mariners. To be honest, I think it'd be, I think it'd be tight. But obviously, you know, the Mariners will just be official on one nil McBreen. I think if the if Glory can score one goal, that's as good as a win for them. So I'm, I'll let them have three one. All right, uh, probably the tie of the round. Yes, massive. Oh, who do we sing for? Uh, second place up for grabs uh, when uh, Melbourne Victory host Western Sydney Wanderers at Amy Park. Um, certainly, two of the most vocal active supporter groups come together I believe I saw a tweet from uh, somebody um, that Western Sydney uh, will have nearly a thousand fans there for this Um, at Amy which will be a fantastic atmosphere I think they said three bays so that's roughly a thousand Um, so uh, travel support that's what we've missed so much and Amy Park is just perfect yeah it's best, yeah. best and they both because, you know because in Amy Park a thousand away fans in the corner can sound like five thousand yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah 
And the great thing is they both hate Sydney FC, so they have this bond. <laughs> they have this lovely this bond. bond. <laughs> um, I know there'll be an F off Sydney at some point. But, uh, uh, and hello to everyone in Albury who will be expecting a hell of a lot of Western Sydney Wanderers fans on that uh, night before as they're coming through to Melbourne. Uh, Panuccio, I think, will be part of the Albury uh, massive on that night. What a game. Cannot, cannot wait for this one. Um, and it's the big, it's a big test for Western Sydney Wanderers. You know, are they the real deal? Any word on Archie's hamstring? Not going to make it. Not going to make it. No. Big loss that for victory, you'd say. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I, you know, you'd think that Western Sydney are going to go there and be tight first. You know, like look at it. So right, let's let's have a yeah. look at this for twenty minutes. You know, staying there and victory. On the other hand, you probably say they're going to say right, let's go and get at them early. Let's try and get an early goal. Fascinating tactical battle. Yeah, two young Aussie coaches. Yeah, you know. yeah. Not, not that young, Ange, surely. No, I mean as as in more sort of you know young as head coaches right. in yeah. the game. You know, yeah. I just think like yeah. it's probably two of the you know I think the, 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 the best. bright sparks. Yeah, you know, yeah. Along, oh, yeah. along with yeah. Graham Arnold. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, I mean only yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, it's hard to pick this one, but I think I think Wanderers will look at what. Adelaide did last week. There's a lot to take out of that. That's how you play against victory. Hart yeah. did it the same way. Yeah. Um, I think hard to pick. I think Wanderers will be falling back in their early season form, where it was all about just not conceding, uh, keeping mm. it tight, uh, not giving the opposition any room to move at all. And that that you would think is probably the way to to counter victory. However, mm. victory also may have learnt from what they suffered last weekend and mm. uh, realised that's their their weak weakness and. Mm. And Come up Wanderers with new, have beaten victory this season in Parramatta. So, yeah. but no, again, it was an away game. But one, one, lost one. Yeah. Uh, I was speaking to Pop about it yesterday, and he's saying that not going to make any changes, not going to have any surprises, just going to do what they do, play the best game, and uh, hopefully that will give them results. Yeah. Uh, but they've still got an eye on the title, and they're with them. And he also has, a, you know, this has the makings of a classic with, you know, Ono on one side, Flores on the other, two yeah. sort of playmakers that, you know, if they're on song can, you know, can light up a game. Yeah. You know, great surface, big crowd. Yeah, and Traore and Polenz, you know, that's going to be a really interesting battle as well. Hersey as well on that side with Traore and... Um, It'll be interesting mm. to see also defensively, you know, the way that Victory play with the wide men. First of all, it'll be interesting to see how they replace Archie if he's not there because mm. they've played Roas on one side, Archie yeah. on the other and Flores withdrawn. Yeah. It will be interesting to see how the central defensive unit of the Wanderers manage with no one to mark. Yeah. You know, because that's, that's the challenge is when they're all of a sudden, you know, top of Stanley, Beecham have been great, you know, solid, mm. but then all of a sudden they ask a different question, mm. you know, with Flores dropping deep. Do they go and try and challenge or do they sit off? You know, then who picks up Flores? It's going to be a fascinating so I think I think Polyak's going to be key to that. Yeah. How they play with Polyak in front. Um, oh, yeah, it's hard to pick it though, but this will be, this, this could be a grand final, potentially. Yeah, it has potential to be a season defining for them. Um, but I and think the emotion. Oh. Come on, on the I'm, spot. I'm going for a draw. 2 2. Yeah, I'm actually going to wimp out and say 2 2 as well. All right, I'm going to go a victory win. I just think the home advantage, I think the momentum. Milligan down. back as well. Yeah, I just yeah. think uh, I think even without Archie, I just got a feeling. It, I think it'd be tight, two one. Mm. Would they play in the boo? Do you think or Stella in place of Archie? I mean, uh, 
Personally, I'd probably say Naboo is probably fun. He's more. done more. He, he's, he, he started where he burnt brightly to begin with, but he's, he's not done a hell of a lot since then. Uh, yeah. So I would, I don't know. I would be torn between the two. I have to say, I'm more probably inclined to give Stella a start and replace him with Naboo if it's not working. Start with an early Stella. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Warm up. Many an evening <laughs> to start on after me. Uh, all right, and uh, where are we? Final game is Brisbane Raw versus Brisbane. Uh, Wellington. Brisbane direct from uh, Thailand, I think. Yeah. From this yeah. Game. Brisbane yeah. direct from Thailand. Wellington direct from a thumping. How do we see it? I think another something could be in store here for Phoenix. Really? Yep. I can see Roar ticking them apart, to be honest. Uh, I mean, Phoenix have presumably stayed here, you would have thought, and travelled up. And I think they, up. yeah, I seem to remember seeing a, a thing from them saying they were going to be camped out here. I yeah. don't know where they're staying, though. Uh, but even so, I, I don't think that's going to make any difference. It's you know, it's a team in uh, disarray at the moment. Uh, if, if it was a big loss, would this would this be the last game for Ricky Herbert? I hope not. But I, I, I think I think I, I, exactly. Season. I think at this point in the season, he is going to just they're just going to write the season off, let him see out the end of it, and start searching for someone else. I don't see him getting more than seven more games for. I mean, I, I, you sort of got the feeling as you said, Kevin. When Ferguson started criticising the finances of the club and questioning Tony Sage, you know, I think that's the point in which that relationship had broken yeah. down. And yeah. So there was a different dynamic to making the change. I don't think, I think from a football perspective, I think Glory have written off this season. Um, and I think, you know, and I think unless the relationship has broken down between Ricky Herbert and the board, I don't see the point mm. of. No. making a change now because no. I don't think it's going to change anything. Unless they've got somebody already to slot straight in that's going to be the permanent manager. There's no point. Mm. There really is. I think Greenacre Green is still early in his career. He's got yeah. a few more years to go. I think... 4 for 2 is Chris Greenacre. The, the one big lesson out of this season is don't promote coaches too soon. Uh, we should have learned that last season with Mem, but we've continued to learn it this season. Uh, and a, I would keep... Um, Ricky until the end of the season and then find a good experienced new coach to take over okay. I'm tipping Brisbane to win this one I think uh, if they can win in, on Wednesday or tonight against Buriam they'll be on a high you know when you're winning you, know, you never forget you, you never realise how tired you are I think they'll come home and they'll, they'll win this one quite easily yeah me too but right, on a tip a raw win as well so that one's unanimous mm. alright that is it for this week Ado magazine on sale today yeah. new issue Perfectly timed with Liverpool's yeah. uh, tour being confirmed. That's right. Yeah. So uh, cover is uh, Jared and Carragher. They're they're in conversation with each other. You know, reflecting on 15 years at Anfield. Um, just great to, to 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 hear their you know their thoughts on Ro- on um, perhaps not Rojas. Rafa versus Rogers and various <laughs> other. Four four two subscriber Jamie Carragher. As yes, well. that's right. Mm-hmm. Loves the mag. Yes. Um, so that's on the cover. Plus, uh, we've been to Newcastle and sat down with Heskey. Mm-hmm. A good chat, which is also on the iPad as a video. Yep. As well, which is a good reason to get the iPad as well. Yep. I did that. Apologies um, in advance. Um, yeah, it was all right, Kev. <laughs> um, victory star Marco Rojas. The Kiwi Messi. We asked him about the tag, the Kiwi Messi. Yeah. Um, and uh, a great feature on Borussia Dortmund as well. Uh, loads of other stuff as well. Mel McLaughlin's in at this issue. Prem Passions. Uh, w League Picture Special. W yeah. League Final. A League Picture Special. Thing. Anything with Mel McLaughlin's always a good thing. Yeah, she just talks about her Man United uh, obsession. 
Um, yeah, Simon Hill, Lynchy. Uh, performance is really good as well. Uh, just lots what, of tips. what is performance? Performance is where the pros reveal the secrets of their game. The pros. And yeah. a website is now live. So you can follow the link from the homepage or it's uh, performance.442.com forward slash au. And what have we got on the website? There's some Marcus Flores stuff, stuff that's up there. Videos? Loads of stuff. I mean, proper, proper professional videos. Proper not professional stuff. Excellent. Mm. Yeah. Plus also Nemanja Vidic, uh, you know, just, just reflecting on meeting up with Cristiano Ronaldo this month in the UCL. Um, Perth Glory's Liam Miller, his perfect 11. Um, and Get a bit, it. bit of news about 442's clinics coming up as well. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a massive Buy issue. it's no. On sale now. Smells iPad good too. should be live <laughs> on Friday. A <laughs> little bit of a delay on the iPad. You've got to fit all that video in. So that should be live on Friday. But the magazine is in store today. So get it, enjoy it, and we'll see you next week. 442 Insider is a Helms Media Solutions production. Visit helms.com.au to find out more about our services.